wish I took them three weeks off because I probably would have got into training a lot sooner than than I did from Arnold. But learning curve in it, like first year of doing it full time, um, it's just known for next year what preparing yourself for. What's up everyone, it's Tom from Chalking Fitness. I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you're not already following Chalking Fitness on Instagram, please do, it's at Chalking Fitness. There you're gonna find news relating to the UK-centric CrossFit and functional fitness competition scene and the wider community, as well as previews and insights into past and future podcast episodes. And if you want more information relating to the UK community and competition scene, do make sure you sign up for the Chalking Fitness newsletter, which will be launching in 2022. The link is in the show notes or via the bio on Instagram, for now, just sit back, listen up, and enjoy this episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Choking Fitness Podcast. I am delighted to welcome another guest this week. I am delighted to be chatting to Reggie Fasser. Reggie, how's it going, man? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm on a caffeine-free not go at, uh, at this time, so... People probably understand me a bit more. The last last podcast I done, I was fucking wired off caffeine, mate. I was on a level like you know, strong Welsh lads, and they didn't have a fucking Scooby. What I was chatting about, I was chatting <laughs> shit to them. <laughs> oh, I really appreciate that. The other thought I'd had, right, was I was like, maybe maybe I should suggest we like record like first thing in the morning, right? You know, and so maybe you've not had any, uh, not not had a knocker at like nine a.m. But you know. <laughs> never too so. late for a knocker, man. <laughs> nice oh uh, well i mean what i what i want us to do right uh i don't know have you don't know if you've been training today but i always like to warm uh warm up with a few questions like so uh gonna crack into some warm-up questions and then and then dig in after that all right yeah so first warm-up question is uh, i always ask is if you could pick your if you could do your design your own birthday workout and choose three movements what are they going to be um uh, <clears throat> but rock jump overs Rowing and probably thrusters. Ah, nice. I'm not surprised you chose rowing. What well, we've, uh, you know, kind of doing pretty well at Waterpalooza in 2020, yeah. right? So. Yeah, it's fucking, my coach piped me down today. He said, uh, you're not a good rower. And I was like, it's a tough pill to swallow. Like, he's like, <laughs> you can be better, which he's, he's fair enough. Like, I probably need to scrub up on my technique. Like, but um, yeah, it was a tough cookie to swallow. Like, he's a hard man to please, Steve. Like, yeah, I suppose there's also that you know you, you can be good at something and still be better, right? You know, yeah, yeah. And, and like yeah. say improve your technique, and then the uh, the engine is even more effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So bur- burpee box jump overs you got in there. How did you find? What was it? Seventeen point one in the open, right? So is that a favorite when that one came up with the dumbbell snatch and burpee box jump overs? Yeah, it was it was one of the moments we worked in um, in January when we were grafting away. We, we knew what was going to come up with the open being a bit like everyone, it was accessible to everyone. So a lot of, we knew burpees were going to come up. We were going to do like dumbbell snatch was going to come up. So we'd done that workout as a seven minute AMRAP a few times in January. And when it came up, we knew what we were going to put a number up for it. Like we knew we were going to decent. But um, yeah, I like I like a bit of grunt work when it comes to just simple movements. Yeah, I, c- I, can, I can dig it like. Mm. so that's an interesting one you say it's something you'd worked a lot right so when that workout came up you kind of knew what numbers were going to be going because you, you you were it was 
it wasn't unfamiliar. When it comes to a competition, do you prefer seeing something that like you've almost done before and know how to execute, or do you like the challenge of something that you've you've never done before? Um, probably a bit of both. For like the entertainment side of things and fun, like mixing up with something that you've never done before. But then the reassurance that you're all right at it is a uh, is nice, like, and you know you can you can put out a good performance on it. We knew we could uh, dig it on that. It's just executing. Um, the reason we've done it twice every time was just because I when I come from the background of doing it, went in full time, is just getting used to the warm up routine and going through that kind of things rather than just using the first round of the workout to warm me up. What I used to do back in the day. Um, we're just getting dialing that things in for quarterfinals when you've only really got one shot and semifinals, one shot to, um, to hit the workout. You need to make sure your prep is is on point. So we just dialing in them side of things. And I knew what I could have hit the first time to the second time. I knew I could have shaved a lot of time off it. And the way I, with, you can get two different ways out of it. Like I can get a slower time, but I can get a lot fitter off it by doing the slower time because the stimulus you get out of the workout. So on the Friday, it was normally Reggie's way to do it. And I'll normally just send it until I, I can't send it anymore. And then Monday was a bit more tactful and listening to Steve and Jack, what what ideas, how to attack it, I would have to do it their way. And normally you'd get a quicker, a quicker time off it, but it wouldn't have been you wouldn't have got the like the fitness gain off it. What I would have got off the Friday, like mm. you can. It, it, and when it's just training, it's just training. Like you, the way I I've been looking at workouts recently, I don't really care about the times I've been getting. It's just using it as the best stimulus I'm going to get off the training environment. So by put myself in a hole at the start of the workout and trying to hang on, um, or doing negative splits like things what I'm not used to. Um, is going to get the best out of my training and get fitter off it rather than just going for a quicker time in training. Like there's a, there's a time and a place for it and to dial it in when it, when it counts, like, yeah, we'll dial it in to get the quicker time. If you know what I mean? Or when you've seen some of the workouts that, um, some of the scores that got put up like that Russian and I was watching, I was doing like a lot of video analysis and I've compared my scores and splits to his. So I was like, yeah, I can, ha- I can hang with him. Um, throughout the workout I just need to get close to finishing off the, I think it was the set of 50 dumbbell snatch and then I could just send the burpees at the end but um, it was it was it was still a hard dig like but the second time was surprisingly easier like I finished it and it, it didn't affect me as much as the first time and I think I beat my time by about 40 seconds or whatever it was Ah, nice, nice. Uh, you, we, we've kind of been chatting around, like you know, something you're familiar with and having confidence in. You were saying there, you know, you looked at some of the other big scores, doing some video analysis. Do you find you, do you do quite a lot of that? I mean, do you do you quite like to kind of explore, like let's call them your competitors, right? Do, yeah. do you like to understand that? Is it's like good awareness to know where you're at, but not get caught up in it at the same time, where you can get caught up in it on on the gram with everyone's highlight reels, mm. whereas scores what you can reflect off and watch the full workout is, is a bit I'm the place for it because you can burn out off it and I felt like I had a bit of a burnout off it this this year of, of doing all that kind of things so as I was a bit still new to it like it was the first yeah. time of like trying to be that professional mm-hmm. 
yeah oh definitely really interested to kind of talk more about your experience of kind of like going going professional and um, before doing that my second warm-up question and I always do this I just kind of go off the rabbit hole right asking questions but I always ask about music right and I've you know chatting to people I know JST compete right Dak a Dak you know kind of yeah. 200 beats per minute like and I can imagine that uh that that might be something that you're regularly training to but if you're doing an active recovery day like you know maybe just getting on the bike erg or, or going yeah. for a going for a run are you still what type of music you nah. listen to then <laughs> i listen to podcasts a bit and um just a bit chilled stuff or sometimes i don't even have any headphones in because when you listen to music all the time like it's fucking five hours a day you get sick of the same song you get sick of the same the same shit that goes around like so you just it's just nice to listen and out really <laughs> mm. Everyone's been doing that Spotify wrapped at the moment with their top songs. And if it pops yeah. up and you've got like 50,000 minutes, you're like, oh, yeah. I need some silence <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Definitely. I've, I don't even pay for Spotify, like, so I can't even get on the hype with that. I'm I'm, I'm Apple kind of guy. Uh, no, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I rarely listen through Spotify as well. I'm, I'm, I'm the same. So when, my, when my playlist goes on Spotify, there's a lot of thousand ads that come with it as well. So. <laughs> yeah, you're halfway through like a full send workout. Cheap, bro. I need, a, need a Spotify, buddy. Spotify sponsor. <laughs> yeah, it just pops up with an ad. You're trying to go full send and it's like, oh, have you thought about buying this? <laughs> that's what it is. Like... <laughs> Under a 140 uh, clean, you're like, oh, fucking hell, well, that's just got a bit heavier. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, there we go. Quick warm up. So you, you mentioned like kind of going going kind of full time, going going professional. Um, I'm right in thinking, and I, I recognize you'll have you'll have been asked this before, but I think it's I just want to kind of cover it quickly if you don't mind. Like, was it around December last year, 2020, that you kind of went, like fin- finished your job and and then kind of moved down to Wigan? Yeah, um, a lockdown helped me a bit with giving us an opportunity to train a bit more full time, where I could do two sessions a day and had the the space where I could. I was fortunate enough to to train still, um, but we see the potential in, in December and that's when Steve approached me and was like, do you want to, do you want to give it a bash, give it a bash full time? If, if it's something you want, you want to look into. And we came down in January for like a taste a month. And yeah, I was just like, yeah, let's give it a shot, mate. But it's, it's, I was, we had this conversation today in the gym. Like it's hard to get that sponsorship when you need it. Like as, as an athlete, at the standard where I'm at, like it's really hard for other lads and other girls to to get that sponsorship when they truly need it. Because once you've made made it and you've made the games, you don't need that money. You don't need that funding because you're going to be surrounded by, there's going to be loads of opportunities that come, come by and you don't need that, say 600 quid a month to pay for your bills, pay for your rent where you can just concentrate on training fully. So, because the sport's still young, like I feel like there's no grassroots in, in CrossFit and mm. there's no stepping stones from like you see League One football players like they're getting paid decent whack where they can still train full time like they're not at an unreal standard until they climb up the ladder in the premiership like then obviously on a big whack but they don't need that kind of money do you know what I mean whereas in CrossFit mm. like you've either made it you've got the dosh or you, you really struggle to bridge the gap between it and like I was yeah. pretty grateful with opportunities I got this year with with getting picked up with some sponsorships but even then like it's it's hard because no one wants no one really like people are scared to invest in you unless you've got a performance to back it up. Mm. Like you've got to have that performance first, and then you get 
you get some publicity and some sponsorship offer rather than yeah. being like, let's invest in this kid. Like you could have loads of potential, but they've done nothing with it. Like the, the people still struggle in, in investing into the, the, like the youth. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. It's kind of like, like say you, you almost, you typically, you need to be training full time if you want to go to the games and then go yeah. to the games, you get sponsorship and money that enables you to train full time more freely. And so any kind of, like say people coming through the ranks, aspiring to get to, to the games, uh, are, you know, trying to, f- find a way to train as much as possible but are always having to worry about well maybe i need yeah. to take this pt client or maybe i still yeah, need to keep exactly. a job and and things like that so exactly yeah i, I, ch- I chatted with jack recently around kind of you know trying to get that grassroots that development pathway to to enable the youth to see a route to kind of a professional kind of career in in in, yeah. in the sport so one of the things i was thinking so kind of like you know and, and you kind of answered it there like you know you you you'd been able to test the water in, in January, but also like during lockdowns, you had more time to train and it kind of showed that you, you know, there was potential there that having the freedom to train more actually could yeah. really progress you up the leaderboards and, and, and make a, make a, a go of it full time. Do you find there's like, um, are you having more time to train? And we've kind of talked about this already, or is it more about making sure you do a thorough warm up that you kind of have those chats with Steve and, and things like that as well? Yeah. It's all the stuff like what you neglect as a, as a type of athlete I, I was, when I was had a had a job and still done it, like I wasn't scared of doing hard workouts. I wasn't scared of doing weights and things like that. It was like the, the stuff in between what I, I wasn't good at, like moving well and moving efficiently and like diet being on point and having all this time to do all the right warm-ups and things like that. Like just with with my routine I had when I was at, at work, like it would have wiped me too much to, to do all that. So I just used to get in after graft, get the majority of stuff done, like superset most things and not get, not get it done with the purpose it needed, which was, which was quite odd. But um, having like, it sounds daft, it's harder when you've got more time to train because daft things like you don't miss the gym when you're at, when you've got all day to train. Whereas when you're at work, you're like, oh, I can't wait to go to the gym tonight. Like, do you know what I mean? Whereas when you've got all day to train, like it's easy uh, to drag things out and be like, oh yeah, I'll go in then. I'll go in then. You can be lazy with your time. You can be, um, and with the warm ups and things like that, like doing everything you're shite at is mind numbing. Like absolutely. <laughs> mind. Like <laughs> I was saying this to um, So, after Arnold, that's when I've probably been back on my program since semi-finals. Up until Arnold, like I was just doing whatever I wanted, like off the cuff, pretty much. Wasn't much training, didn't have much structure to it, was a bit lazy with it. Like I just needed some time, mental time off. And then coming back onto it, like the approach I've had with training, like I can't even say I'm going back to basics because I've never even been to basics, mate. Like if you knew how me and my mate used to train uh, up north, like we'd watch things and be like, let's try a handstand walk today. Right? I sound like, so what What would you do to do a handstand walk? Well, well we just kick up and try try one. We wouldn't do like a handstand hold. We wouldn't do anything against the wall. We wouldn't have like progressions. It would be like, you do it until you, until you can do it. Like, like if we kick up and fall over, you just kick up and try and not fall over a bit, a bit further. We're like, we learned not to fall over. We didn't learn how to do a handstand walk, if you know what I mean. And <laughs> it was the same with like ring must ups. We were like, you couldn't even tell you how we got up there. We just, we just got up. Like, so we, we can't, we haven't, we can't even say 
with the training I've been doing recently, I can't even be saying I've went back to basics. So I've had like full like reset and foundations bringing it back up. So we felt like we just hit a bit of a ceiling and um, after quarters and or leading up to there with what I was capable of with how not shallow my foundations were, but like didn't have much to go off when it comes to that. Yeah. So we're building up the foundations to to have a to a high, higher peak and. That's what we've been doing the past few weeks and getting into the nitty gritty side of things now, going to what Palooza where I can start doing a few more workouts and actual gymnastic stuff rather than can skin the cats, mate, because my shoulders can't take any more of them. <laughs> I, I love the way you kind of describe that. And I think a lot of us, I know I can be like that because you, you, you know, you, you want to do the cool stuff, but like you to describe a handstand walk as being, you're just learning not to fall over. And that's, for want of a better description, it's like learning the bare minimum to be able to do it right. Because if you yeah. fall over, you're not handstand walking, but there's yeah. like you say, there's so much more to, to it. And it goes back to what you were talking about rowing, right? You know, is rowing having a really low split time or is it more than that? You know, yeah. it's about technique and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. So, um, you know, you, you mentioned around kind of like getting back on your program after, uh, um, after the Arnold, right, and and looking at the basics. Before talking about that, um, being like full time and like say you've got all the time you need. Um, have you found there's like more pressure to kind of perform? Oh yeah, totally, mate, totally. Yeah. Um, it was one of them things. Oh, no one, no one can really get you ready for. Like you've just got to go through that, go through that thing yourself. Um, but it's that extra pressure, but like. Pressure is a privilege. Like, it's like you're able to step up and to show people, and it should, it should motivate you to mm. to go that ex, extra bit further and do everything with a bit more of a purpose and train and and treat it like a job rather yeah. than just you getting paid to do your hobby. Because yeah. at the end of the day, that's your career. And yeah, yeah, it's been it's been hard. It's been hard mentally for taking on these sponsorships and not like invoicing them every month and <laughs> acting a bit more professional on, on Instagram than what I was used, used to back in the day with my mates. Cause couldn't be, I couldn't be putting up the pictures what I used to do on my story back in the day. Like mm-hmm. it'd be getting, be getting tucked straight down. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's uh, really, really kind of honest and admirable of you to kind of share that. And I know you kind of shared a post back at the beginning of October, just after the Arnold about, you know what, Arnold lit the fire, but you, you, you'd perhaps not had the time off after quarters or semis that you perhaps needed just to kind of decompress. And, and you, you were saying like earlier about kind of when, when you're doing it alongside a day job, training is a break from work and work yeah. is a break from training. But yeah. you know, if, if, it, if training is your full-time job, well, you need to take a holiday. Right. And, and kind of, I know yeah. you guys have just been away in that and kind of probably hopefully unplugged and, and kind of just in, enjoying some time away from reps and sets and and kind of high intensity yeah and i feel like that's what we needed after semis and we got warned like can't even say it was anywhere it was anyone else's fault it was like we're on because we're so keen to get back in the training because we knew what we wanted we like missed out and things didn't go our way and we're just like yeah let's find it for next year and you just you just need that time apart and we got warned like steve was like minimum three weeks and i was like nah mate i was like give me a week and i'm back boy first week i came back the training what we had the volume and i was like i was burnt out and he broke down in the office in front of them i was like yeah you give me one more workout i'm fucking walking back to newcastle 
Mm. I'm not doing any more CrossFit. Um, but yeah, um, I've had a good few months off. I wish, I wish I took them three weeks off because I probably would have got into training a lot sooner than than I did from Arnold. Mm-hmm. But it's a learning curve, isn't it? Like first yeah. year of doing it full time. Um, yeah. It's just known for next year what preparing yourself for. Yeah. And, and absolutely. It's like you say, it's learning. And you said, you know, no one can prepare you for it. Right. You know, you can get the warnings, but you don't really understand yeah, it because you, understand you see, it, no. you see the, you, you've got the idea. You kind of see the idea on Instagram. You're like, oh, yeah. yeah, you have to train full time. Who wouldn't want to do that? So oh, yeah. I re- really appreciate you sharing. And I'm sure many people will kind of hear this and think, you know, actually that's, that's the thing to really consider when you're like, how can I take it to the next step? you yeah. got to be kind of like as prepared as you can be whilst recognizing yeah. everyone has to learn. Yeah. yeah. It goes from like enjoying it all the time to making yourself hurt every day or doing things you're not good at most days, like and hard, like it's hard. So if anyone's like thinking about doing it, like you just got to know why, why you're doing it. And if you fall away from that, like we had the chat today, like you've got to just go, go back to, the roots of why you started this and why why we moved down to Wigan, why we why we chose to do this full time because at the end of the day you chose it, so yeah. that's that's the reason. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh well, talking talking about what lit the fire, I think you said was was Arnold. Let's let's talk kind of a, a quickly about about that, right? You know, so kind of first of all, congratulations on that, awesome. Uh, I think. You were at NFG as well, but I guess the Arnold was the first time on like your typical kind of CrossFit yeah. competition floor since Battle for Middle Ground in like March 2020. I mean, you'd had yeah. semis and you'd had quarters and and yeah. you know, it, it looked like there was a buzz, but how was it being back out on a big competition floor in lanes next to kind of the likes of kind of Vander and uh, Phil Roy and, and, and people like that? Yeah, it was class. It was really good. I mean, just through the crowd, the atmosphere and DJ being there and your name getting announced, just like a proper competition feel. Like it was, it was what was needed to, to, to set me back up to go into some off-season training for the start of this year. Um, the, the event's getting bigger every year. Um, how Rich is doing it, like... He's unbelievable. Like he's one of the biggest grafters I know. He's on on Instagram. If he's not, if he's not in the gym working, he's fucking putting walls up somewhere. He's doing yeah. an amazing job running, running everything. Like he's uh yeah. So if anyone wanted to do Arnold, like they've got scale categories, I'd I'd highly recommend it. It's a well run comp. The events are class, and you'll you'll feel like a a bit of a pro athlete going there, mm. no matter what standard you do. Yeah, I, I didn't make it uh, up to the live event, but it looked awesome kind of yeah, on the, on, awesome, on the yeah. gram and stuff. Like really cool to kind of see that. And I'm really pleased that it felt, uh, you know, being like, a, you know, being announced and stuff. That's kind of like, I guess, as a competitive athlete, it must be kind of one of the reasons you go through all the tough training, right? It's oh, that yeah, buzz on the totally. competition floor. Yeah, totally. Um, but then I was like, I'm, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I thought the workouts were going to be over two days. And then I got taught of we're doing all the workouts in one day. I was like, well, I haven't done enough training to my body's not going to adapt to this one day's hit. Well, like 
is is that is that one of the things maybe to you know in going full time right i guess you know you've got people like Steve and others who are kind of maybe taking care of some of the admin of going to competitions that it can be easy to like miss the small print of like you know that's a one-day comp and you're doing this yeah, many I think we all did we all did like, <laughs> it was like a day before like so two-day competition like how many events the first day and then we're like we couldn't find the second day of like the competition schedule and we're like shit is this all going in one day? I think Steve message or Jack message, Rich, and we found out it was in one day. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I better get a good night's wink on that Friday night ready for this day, like, because it's going to hit me like a train. <laughs> and then I could end up calling Evander out on the first event as well. So I fucking wrecked me for the whole of the day. Uh, well, I know, I know Vander was happy to be in the... Uh top heat with you boys right you know i'd spoken to him about that so uh good to be on the kind of you know going going head to head in the uh in the events as well right but then the danger is you kind of go uh go full send when you're not supposed to right oh yeah it's just more entertaining for the crowd though isn't it? <laughs> but i feel like that's what crossfit needs a bit more <clears throat> it would be class if if the games had a bit of a press conference before people went out there and it was just the 40 lads, 40 lasses up there and just the mic got passed around between them and someone just talk shit, like call a few people out, do you know what I mean? Make it a bit more interesting for yeah. for, for it to watch, like a bit like how the UFC is. And I was about to say like that, right? Uh, yeah. yeah it'll, it'll bring more money to the sport, do you know what I mean? These are oh, you need to, yeah. You need someone like Tyson Fury who's just kind yeah. of like an absolute character, just kind Not of calling people out. <laughs> so we were making a bit of noise, me and Evander, on, on the ground when we called each other out on that first one. And it was good, like it was, it was good, but a crack. But I backed it up as well. I was like, "Fucking hell, I better beat him off this first bike." Yeah, oh, I've just talked shit. Do you know what I mean? So, kind of question you, you mentioned, like around you know, kind of you know, chatting with Steve and stuff. And obviously, you get to do that all the time now. You had a kind of sit down um, at the facility t- today. Um, like, has your kind of like relationship changed? Then has it evolved over the year? Looking back, oh yeah, totally. It's went from like training partners to. He's just my coach now, so I hardly ever ask him if he wants to jump in on workouts, whereas back in January, we'd be doing everything together with Taylor. But now it's a bit more, I've got to be, put a cap on it a bit more. I can't just be like, see, let's do this and get get giddy and carried away with it. So I I know you you were talking about, um, you know, like really working the basics and kind of looking at how you get proficient at something, not just able to do it. Like you, I'm right seen on on instagram like you've got is it ttt that's come out as well now like with the oh the yeah app? yeah so is that you getting kind of interested in programming and kind of oh, like that no, side like, of things as well uh, i'm not interested in it enough to do it like as a full-time job mm. programming all the time and the stress of it and i'm not knowledgeable enough to to know how to program properly like just yeah. We, know, we knew how to program. I gave Mike your squat cycle and halfway through the squat cycle, he's making some noise about it. And I was just like, fucking hell, mate, we could sell it for a bit of, a bit of dosh here and it helps pay for the mm. bills down here with money being a bit tight. And people wanted to know what it was about. And I was just like, yeah, we'll sell it. Didn't sell it for a ridiculous price. Pretty fair mm. for seven weeks. And it was 20 quid or something. And then people wanted, the people were asking more like for gymnastics stuff. There's plenty of programs out there What are fairly cheap what you can follow and mm. get bang for your buck with but just a one-off program one-off payment for, for people to follow with alongside a program they're already doing for a bit of structure like yeah it helps pay for the bills like so yeah and 
I think people like the noise that I make. So like a bit of just being part of part of the boys. Like yeah, yeah, that's 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 really important, right? To be yeah. you know have your tribe. You know whether you're doing it in the same in the same gym or just following along, kind of like the program at the same time. But yeah, ah, that's cool. I think it's a good bit of support. Like yeah. Yeah, you know, and like, you know what your focus is, you know, your strengths, but that doesn't mean like, you know, like say there's a bit of a buzz around it. Why not? Um, I want to finish with Waterpalooza, right? So if you, uh, you know, January's fast approaching, right? So uh, you're excited to, I mean, it's a silly question. Of course, you're excited to be going to Miami, right? <laughs> yeah, can't wait. So. Um, I think we're flying out on the 5th of Jan and then staying there for three weeks. So I think we're flying out a week and a half before the comp kicks off to climatize a bit. And then stay in an extra week after just to chill out and just have a good have, to have some good time off before we get into the nitty gritty things with the open again. But yeah, I can't wait. I mix it with uh, some some proper big boys at the comp and show off some off season stuff. We it'll be good laugh, like we can laugh. The comp's unreal. How it's run and how professional you made to feel out of it and a bit like of a festival. Just it's just a class laugh. It's really good. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be a highlight, especially in January, right? Why not go head down to Florida for uh, for a few weeks? And, uh, and and I mean, there's a good there's a good group going from JST Compete and actually the UK more broadly as well. So you know there'll be there's plenty few, of uh, yeah. plenty of Union Jacks over there too. Yeah, it's uh, some decent athletes as well going with on the individual side of things, and it's good just to mix it with them. Like Ricky Garrard's going. It'll be good to give him some stick in the warm-up area and <laughs> have a bit of crack with people there. Yeah, we need that press conference, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> awesome, mate. Oh, Reggie, it's been great to chat to you. Um, really, thank you again for kind of taking a, a look back at the last year and like what you've learned, how things have evolved. Um, so, yeah, it's been been fascinating. No yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Very best of luck, not only competing at Waterpalooza, but enjoy it. Good to know you've got a week of chilling out afterwards planned and then i guess it's a ramp up for the open again yeah let's make some noise again next year yeah look after yourself and uh, uh excited to kind of follow along right cheers tom matt